are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Demobacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at Lockdown Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. On today's pod, you guys are going to hear my locker room where I talk about the weekend games Saturday and Sunday and talk a little bit talk a little bit about Mass and Bumgarner as he squares off against the Dodgers tomorrow. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar because today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Now, let's jump right into that conversation. D-backs lose the final game of the series to the Washington Nationals. 3 nothing. They get shut out. D-backs lose the series 2-1. to one. Miller Thomas of a locked on Diamondbacks. Jesus Christ, D-backs. Where was the offense today? The offense was there yesterday. I was at yesterday's game. It was a fun time to be there as a D-backs fan. But today, no offense. I wasn't there. Maybe that's why the offense couldn't come alive today for the D-backs. Only four hits as a team. Eight strikeouts, two walks. Eric Fetty absolutely shut down the D-backs today. He went seven innings, three hits, two walks, four strikeouts, 97 pitches. He looks solid today, but really the story of the day, Luke Weaver uh, looked pretty good in this start, except for, what, the second inning, or excuse me, the I believe it was the third inning. The third inning, yes. The third inning is where Luke Weaver got away. The first two innings, Luke Weaver looked pretty good. He looked pretty locked in. Uh, got the first batter out, Trey Turner, only on three pitches. Was a one, two, three first inning. Got a strikeout to end the inning against Ryan Zimmerman. That looked really good for Luke Weaver. Then the second inning, he was up. Kyle Schwarber ground out. Then a strikeout against Castro. Avila ground out. So six up, six down for Luke Weaver. He's cruising through the game. He's looking solid. The third inning is where he got into some trouble. He was able to get the first two dudes out. We got a ground out start off against Jordy Mercer. Then Fede struck out swinging. All of a sudden, Victor Robles walk. Then he stole second. Then a Turner infield single. So after the Robles walk, you had an infield singer by Turner. Infield single by Turner. I don't know what I said there, but infield single by Turner. So now it's first and third. Juan Soto at the plate. We know that guy is dangerous. And then you know what? Juan Soto does he draws a walk they were trying to pitch around Juan Soto they weren't really trying to give him anything good to hit two outs first and third didn't want to allow any damage here and Luke Weaver able to get out the inning with bases loaded 
Ryan Zimmerman pops up to the shortstop. So Luke Weaver, six up, six down, look good. Struggled in that third inning, was falling behind in counts, uh, you know, in that third inning. Uh, he was falling behind in a few counts today. Luke Weaver didn't really fall behind in any counts last time in his last start. He was moving quickly and efficiently, but today uh, falling behind a little bit more. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see if there was really any batters. Uh, he was falling behind. Uh, not really too much. He was throwing more two-ball counts uh, than last time, but still not a lot of three-ball counts. In that third inning is where we saw a, a, a three-ball count against uh, – we saw Soto walk, of course, and then we also saw a three-ball count – Oh, Robles walked, of course, too. So that's where the two three-ball counts uh, came from in that third inning. And then the fourth inning, Weaver came back on the mound, and he had another quick inning, one pitch to Schwarber, five pitches to Castro, and then seven pitches to uh, to Avila after that. So another one, two, three inning for Luke Weaver in the fourth inning. And then we were expecting him to come out for the fifth. He was moving pretty quickly through the game. Outside of the third inning, he looked pretty good. Still, four innings pitch, only one hit allowed, two walks, three strikeouts. So it's still pretty good, Luke Weaver. Not totally efficient, 68 pitches thrown. But when we were expecting for him to come out in the fifth, uh, the broadcast was talking, and they saw uh, they set a fire drill going down in the bullpen. Uh, Alex Young moving up quickly, uh, kind of hustling and bustling, uh, started to throw pitches. And the broadcast was wondering, is Luke Weaver coming back in this game and just watching him uh, work in the in the dugout, talking to other players? They realized he wasn't coming back in that game. They didn't really know why. They were maybe assuming it was COVID-related protocols because you see sometimes players being taken out the game for COVID-related uh, issues. And that wasn't the case. The D-backs are saying Luke Weaver was taken out the game with right shoulder discomfort. We don't really know what that means. We don't really know if he's going to go on the injury list. It's just another thing the D-backs would need at this point in the season because they are getting killed with injuries. Uh, what's today's date? May 16th. The D-backs are uh, apparently putting uh, Carson Kelly on the injury list, J.B. Berskakis on the injury list, and Chris Davinsky on the injury list. And, for Carson Kelly and J.B. Berskakis, they were both placed on the 10-day injury, uh, injured list. Kelly, Carson Kelly suffered a tuft, a tuft fraction of his big left toe. Tuft like tu- uh, turf toe. Tuft? I'm not really even sure what tuft is. But tough fracture and his big left toe. J.B. Berskakis, right elbow flexor strain. So both of those guys go on the 10-day. Saw Yoan Lopez uh, pitch yesterday. He was recalled from AAA. Domingo Leyba, we saw him today starting. So those two guys got called back. And then Chris Savinsky going on the 60-day injured list. He's got a right UCL, right UCL sprain. And according to Tori Lovello, all options are on the table, so Davinsky might need surgery, and if that happens, uh, I'm not sure if we'll see Davinsky back again this season. It's not even like Davinsky. Uh, it's not like he's really been too good today, uh, too good this season. Uh, if he was to miss the rest of the year, I would feel bad because you never want to see a guy go down with injury, but it would probably be a blessing in disguise for the Diamondbacks because Chris Davinsky uh, is not a very 
He hasn't been very quality this year at all. Chris Davinci, 8-5-9 ERA in that bullpen. 7.1 innings pitch. Seven earned runs. Two home runs allowed. Uh, not been very good out that bullpen. Not been. The only thing reliable about Chris Davinsky is that you can count on him to give up an earned run or two. So uh, that's really the only thing Chris Davinsky is good for. But Luke Weaver looked good today, but now we have to worry about how healthy is he because now he's got a shoulder injury, so hopefully that doesn't keep him out for too long. But after Luke Weaver came out, Alex Young, he came into the game. Uh, He was pretty good today for the D-backs. Let me see. Oh, did I? Oh, I thought I accidentally deleted my my stats for a second. But after he came in, after Luke Weaver left, Alex Young came into the game. He went two innings, 31 pitches. He looked pretty good today. You'll hear me talk more about the Dimebacks weekend series, but first, I want to talk to you guys about Wealthfront because decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash MLB to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life go to wealthfront.com slash MLB that's w-e-a-l-t-h-f-r-o-n-t dot com slash MLB to start growing your savings go to wealthfront.com slash MLB and get started today this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Dimebacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Dimebacks podcast through our Locker Room conversations. Be sure to join me next weekend as I will be going live after the D-backs win. Go go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at MillerThomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live next week, uh, either Saturday or Sunday after the D-backs win, depending which game is earlier in the day. So I'll see you there. But don't forget to follow me on Twitter so you can get notified when I go live. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. Just looking at the stat cast today, let's look at the player breakdown to see how the pitchers, uh, what they were throwing. Because, of course, Luke Weaver 
40 of his 68 pitches were fastballs. 23 of them were changeups. So that means what 63 of 68 pitches were either fastball or changeup, four curveballs, one cutter. I think he did get a, a strikeout on his curveball one time. So at least he was able to use that to his advantage at least one time. Alex Young came into the game, cutter working, was going with the full arsenal, uh, 12 cutters, six singers, four or five four-seam fastballs, five curveballs, three change-ups, doing a little bit of everything, mixing in everything. And that's what he has to do because Alex Young is a guy with only fastball averaging about 90 and a half miles per hour. So he doesn't really have that upper echelon uh, heater where he could just throw it by you. So he has to be more of a cutter, get the movement on his heater, and then use that sinker to induce ground balls. And Alex Young, effective today. I thought he looked really good. And now with Luke Weaver potentially going on the injured list, uh, maybe they give Alex Young a look. Now, that's definitely going to hurt them in the bullpen with their lefties. It's good that Caleb Smith is back in there. Maybe they want to give uh, Caleb Smith another look. But now Luke Weaver out. Uh, Zach Gallon's hurt, of course. Uh, Taylor Widener has been out. So that's three D-backs pitchers down. Madison Bumgarner and I guess Merrill Kelly are the two only healthy guys right now. I guess we'll see more Riley Smith. I wouldn't be against seeing Alex Young. I don't think he has a very high ceiling. But right now, 306 ear right for Alex Young. He's been the best D-backs pitcher recently. And he was a guy who started the year uh, not too hot, honestly. Alex Young to start the season. I wasn't really feeling him. Uh, I thought he would just coming in and just uh, crapping the bed a lot of times, honestly. Because to start the year, Alex Young had what? An earned run in three of his first Four outings at least. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, so he had an earned run in three of his first six outings, actually. And so I didn't think he was too hot uh, to start this season. He didn't look that effective. And then he's been efficient, pretty good ever since, honestly, uh, including today, since April 16th. So really, starting April 20th, since that game to today, that is one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve outings, I believe. Only three earned runs during that time. Alex Young has been on fire recently, has been a real weapon out the D backs bullpen as a lefty. So uh, I like how I like keeping him right there. And honestly, we might have to move Alex Young up in the bullpen, maybe as more of a back end reliever, is what I'm saying, maybe as the eighth inning guy or or better, because Stefan Crichton uh didn't look good today. The bullpen was pitching a nearly perfect game today by the D back standards. After Alex Young came in, we had a Joaquin Soria came in. That was probably his best outing of his uh, of the season for the D backs. One inning, one hit, two strikeouts, looked really locked in, but then Stefan Crichton uh really gave up the game for the D backs because this was a zero Zero game entering the eighth, and Stefan Crane absolutely blew it. One inning pitch, gave up four hits, three earned runs, even a home run. He uh, gave up a solo shot to Hernandez, who came in for a pinch hit. A double by Trey Turner, scored by uh, scored Victor Robles, who also had an extra base hit. Then a single by Kyle Schwarber to score Ryan Zimmerman. So not good, Stefan Crane. Kevin Ginkle was fine in the one inning he pitched. D-backs pitching overall was good today outside of Stefan Crying. So we almost got a perfect game from our pitchers today. Unfortunately, we couldn't. Uh, ground ball to fly ball advantage for Luke Weaver, 5-4. Alex Young, four ground balls, zero fly balls. That's what I would expect from him. Uh, and the offense today, let's talk about them because the offense 
was not good today. One for three by uh, by Paven Smith. One for four by Josh Rojas. One for four by Eduardo Escobar. So, and then a one for three by Stephen Vogt. And that's four of your top five batters in the lineup. That's one, two, three. And then your number five hitter. So four of them got hit. Everyone else went hitless in this game. Uh, couldn't get much going. Really not a lot of hard contact in this game by the Arizona Dimebacks. It's really a great pitching effort by the Washington Nationals. Got to give them credit there for uh, doing that because uh, Eric Fetty absolutely shut down the D-backs today. Just looking at the hardest hit balls of the day. Uh, Paven Smith had a pretty hard one on the single. That Josh Rojas line out I thought was going to do some damage. But a lot of these ground ball outs, uh, not a lot of damage done today. With hard exit velo, the D backs couldn't really do it today. Uh, not a lot of uh, not a lot of hard hit balls overall. So that's where the D backs offense really struggled today. Couldn't get go- couldn't get going against the Washington Nationals pitchers, and then the D backs pitching was pretty phenomenal today. Outside of Stefan Crying, so would have been great to pick up the win. D backs are now eighteen and twenty two on the season, and let's see if we could pull up the MLB standings real quick because the D backs in the standings uh, are definitely not probably where they want to be. I'm I'm pretty sure they're still fourth uh, in the NL West, but it really matters how many games back of the wild card they are. Let's see. The D-backs are five games back of the wild card. My goodness. D-backs are 18 and 23 on this season, but luckily they play the Dodgers tomorrow. But before we talk about that Dodgers series, I'll talk a little bit about Madison Bumgarner against the Dodgers. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action with BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it. Saturday's game, I was at that game. The D-backs were phenomenal in Saturday's game. They won 11-4 had a great time at Saturday's game. You know, might have had a brewski at the game. My first time uh, having a brewski at a, uh, at a baseball game, and I was feeling good. Uh, had a great time watching the game. The offense was phenomenal by the D-backs yesterday. We got a we had a one for four day by Paven Smith. He scored two runs. Two for four by Josh Rojas. He scored three runs. Had a double in that game. It was the Eduardo Escobar show yesterday. Three for five. Three runs scored. Two home runs and matches career high. Seven RBIs. David Peralta from the number four slot, two for five, one run scored, one RBI. He had a solo shot as well. A team did great. Josh Van Meter went one for four, two for three by Dalton Varsho. Uh, even Alex Young had a hit in that game yesterday as a pinch hitter. So not a lot that you would expect. 
or uh, from the offense, uh, usually multiple home runs, 11 runs scored. I mean, the D-backs as a team in the NL does score a lot of runs, but the last couple of weeks runs haven't been as fruitful. And watching the D-backs the day before that Friday game get absolutely smoked. You might have been thinking the D-backs were going back in the gutter and going back to their old ways of just a quick hot start. Uh, a hot stretch for the D-backs, you know, midway through the really, really early part of the season. And then they were going back to being sucky. But they were actually on fire yesterday. And at the plate, they looked good. They were locked in at the plate, making hard contact, uh, smashing the ball. Honestly, strong exit velos yesterday. Just watching the game from my seat, I was thoroughly impressed by the offense. They were constantly getting guys on base and constantly uh, doing positive things because Runners in scoring position yesterday, the D-backs were four for nine. So there's really nothing that could complain about yesterday. Two out RBIs, Eduardo Escobar able to do that with a home run. So uh, the D-backs were beast yesterday. Eduardo Escobar had five two out RBIs yesterday, absolutely destroyed it. And then we saw Seth Frankoff on the mound yesterday, his major league debut. He was all right for the D-backs, uh, 4.2 innings, pitching to the fifth, two in runs, four walks, four strikeouts, a little erratic, putting guys on base. He got to a, a decent amount of trouble with guys on base, but the good thing is he didn't allow a lot of damage did just enough in yesterday's game to just uh, keep the D-backs alive and keep them, you know, in the ball game because uh, Joe Ross, or what's his first name, actually? It might not be Joe. Let me double check. Okay, it is Joe Ross. Uh, Joe Ross. I wasn't too sure about it, <laughs> to be honest. But Joe Ross yesterday got absolutely lit up by the D-backs. He gave up eight earned runs and only four innings pitch, five strikeouts, three walks. D-backs absolutely destroyed him. And looking at some of the exit velos from yesterday's game, uh, Dalton Varsho had a 110 mile an hour rocket. That David Peralta home run was 107 off the bat. That Eduardo Escobar home run, 107 off the bat. Uh, the other Eduardo Escobar home run, 100. 0.8 miles off the bat just absolutely hard contact by the d-backs yesterday uh frank off when you're looking at his pitching breakdown uh frank off was uh 34 fastballs 28 sliders 21 changeups, seven curveballs through 90 pitches i thought he was just good enough i thought he was serviceable alex young came in for one out he got the win yesterday uh taylor clark was all right 1.2 innings pitch one earned run not good taylor clark or it was all right taylor clark i guess uh we saw uh another guy we saw i want to make sure i'm pronouncing his name right let me see uh, let me click on his name, Joe Mantipoli. Joe Mantipoli, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, he was recalled because of the injuries, of course, with all the D-backs going on the injured list. He was able to pitch a scoreless inning despite giving up two hits. And then Yoan Lopez, of course, being recalled, he gave up an earned run in the top of the ninth uh, just before the game ended. He had to get the D-backs into some trouble. Uh, the the broadcast was already talking about maybe uh, getting some guys up in that bullpen because you don't want to give, uh, give the Nationals a chance of letting them get back into that game because with Yoan Lopez on the mound or pretty much any D-backs bullpen member on the mound, you never know if the opposing team can come back into the game because that's something the D-backs bullpen likes to do is allow opposing teams to get back into the game because I'm just never impressed with them but today I was actually impressed with them outside of Stefan Crian uh, I, I was pretty impressed with them so D-backs lose two of three to the Washington Nationals 
Uh, that's definitely not what the D-backs wanted, uh, especially considering the, D- uh, the the Nationals are in last place in their division. That would have been the perfect opponent to get, you know, to gain some games on in the standings to pick up some easy wins against. And they weren't able to do that, unfortunately. Now the D-backs next series is against the L.A. Dodgers. Now let's see if we can pull up uh, the Dodgers' probable pitchers against the D-backs in the series. I know Walker Bueller is on the mound tomorrow. Walker Bueller has been pretty good this season. I have him on my fantasy team, as I always love to talk about, so that's how I know. Walker Bueller on the season has a 3-4-5 ERA, uh, high strikeouts per nine, in uh, high strikeouts per nine, uh, or not strikeouts per nine, was it strikeouts per win, I believe? Uh, not too sure, but strikeouts per nine for Walker Bueller this year, 9.5. Walks for nine for Walker Bueller does lead the National League in that statistic. Only point six has only walked three batters all year in 44-1 innings pitch. So D-backs are going to have their work cut out for him. Madison Bumgarner, though, versus Walker Bueller on the bump tomorrow. And we've talked about Madison Bumgarner a lot recently because he's doing something absolutely historic right now because his whip in the last five starts has been the lowest of any pitcher since Pete Alexander in 1915. Uh, Bumgarner has been elite. 4-0 in his last five starts with a .9 ERA, 34 strikeouts, only two walks during that time. Uh, he fanned nine and seven scoreless innings versus the Marlins last time out. So, and against the Dodgers, Madison Baumgartner has been great in his career against the LA Dodgers, a 2.74 ERA and 37 career games against the LA Dodgers. So this is definitely a chance for Madison Baumgartner to really, uh, really, this could be the start that really proved that Madison Baumgartner is back. I know what he's been doing the last five starts is historic, but if he can do that against the LA Dodgers, it will just cement, put a button on everything he's been doing the last few starts and really let D-backs fans know and give him that confidence. Give the D-backs fans that confidence and reinsurance that, hey, you can believe in me again. I am back to being that ace you paid for. And it's been great to see with Madison Bumgarner. Uh, he's finally getting that fastball velocity up. Averaged 92 miles per hour in his last start. The last time he had a fastball, averaged 92 in a start, was back in 2019. His fastball velocity on the season on average, up two uh, ticks. It was averaging around 88 last year. This year, it's around 90.5. And let's actually pull up StatCast. Maybe it's even updated. Uh, since the last time I talked about him, I, I doubt that would be that much different. But uh, I've been so impressed with Madison Bumgarner and how he's been able to get that velocity back up because I did not think he had uh, the arm strength to do it anymore. And watching him in 2021, uh, this looks like a different mass in Baumgartner. He's back to being locked in. Right now, his fastball velocity is averaging 90.8. Last year, is at 88.4, so clearly clearing two miles per hour. And he's about to hit 91 pretty soon. So this guy might be up. Three ticks, maybe by the end of 2021, maybe three and a half ticks. That would be pretty insane. And still, the numbers would tell you his fastball maybe isn't that much more effective than last year. But that's because of the 
Terrible start, massive bum garner. Or actually, I was looking at the wrong numbers. Uh, I was looking at the cutter versus the fastball from last year. So his fastball this year is actually way more effective than his fastball last year. 182 average against this year. 274 average against last year. Slugging this year, 382. Last year, 548. So the fastball has been way more effective this year. And it's been one of the reasons that his other pitches have been effective. Because if you look at his curveball, his curveball was not very effective last year. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. Get all the sports news you need under 20 minutes with the Lockdown Today podcast. Host Peter Vyskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport to help with our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!